Welcome to Nerd vs. World, episode 17, Any Which Way But Nerd. I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Amy. Good evening all, how are we? I'm not so bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all. I'm <laughs> fine, apart from a flaky nose. Flaky nose? <laughs> yes, yes. I was off to Cornwall last week and uh, after about an hour and a half of uh, surfing, the salt water washed everything off my face so it's all burnt. Ah, uh, okay. And flaky nose. Hence the conversation about Wookiee holes. Yes. <laughs> Removal of matted fur <laughs> from said Wookiee holes. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome back, sir. <laughs> yes, it's been... It was fun, but absolutely quite annoying because I completely missed YouTube's uh, Geek Week. Oh, YouTube's Geek Week was... That was Oh, it was frustrating. Brilliant. There's been a lot of fun stuff on there. Yes. It was great. Did you watch The Nightmare? I did. It yeah, was yeah. good. They, they that, were, but they were very aware of themselves. Oh, they were very aware. But they, they, but they were properly like getting into it, like sitting forward with hands in front of their face, going, oh, my God! By the end of it, they were. When, yeah. they, when they were first introduced, I was just like, really? They just don't, don't quite get it. But then they... I, they I mean, who, who were they? They looked like some kind of emo pop group. I don't know. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> Probably YouTubers of, of, of a sort. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. I think my favourite day of Geek Week was Tuesday. That was Brainiac Tuesday. Ah, right. And that was awesome. They had Crash Course doing World History, and then there was Minute Physics doing some really good videos, and then a lot of James May stuff from his Head Squeeze mm. channel. Mm. Really cool. Ah, I like the, the Super Wednesday. Like the superhero one. Yeah. Yeah. There were loads of different superhero ones. They were really, really funny. The, uh, the Nissan turned into a Batman. The, the, into the yeah. Batmobile. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> just with the Uzis in the uh, thing, just killing melons and stuff. It was it was properly good what they did with <laughs> the Nissan mobile. This is an old Nissan Micro because you sent me a link to my yes, Facebook did. page because yes. I have a Nissan Micro. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it. I was like, "Oh, Brandon, <laughs> I want to mod it now." So yeah, that that was pretty cool. And then there was um, the uh, parkour guys it, with Sylvester McCoy. Oh, that guy, those guys, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Triple T. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was very very good. Because usually when you said parkour, there was uh, Assassin's Creed with Devin Graham. Right. He did an Assassin's Creed parkour through Comic Con, which was mental. Ah no, it was really the, the Triple T with Sylvester McCoy was was particularly good. That was funny. Wasn't yeah, it was very funny, very very cool. Uh, I guess yeah, we'll, we'll stick the links to some of the Geek Week stuff in in the show notes because there were some there were some pretty cool ones there. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed the Nightmare. That was good because uh, so I've got it on uh, on series link. So I've been watching the original stuff as well. Yeah. I, I went onto my TV torrents, but they don't have it on there, so I was gutted. Try and download the whole thing, but no curses. That sucks. Yeah, indeed. But hopefully, hopefully get a new series of that. That would be great if they do it. Yeah, because I mean, I, I I loved that it was it was exactly the same production values yeah. as it used to be. It's like it was like nothing had been updated. It was brilliant. In fact, <laughs> if anything, it was less production values because the uh, <clears throat> the waiting room with yeah. the, the three players, yeah. the guy, the dungeoneer. 
That wasn't quite as lavish. No, it wasn't. I, no. I remember that being a really nice set. It, with, yeah, with it was a like a big set with a throne that Trey Guard sat in and stuff. Yeah. We had a table to, to look into to watch the goings yeah, on yeah. in the dungeon. Yeah. But anyway, it, it was nice. And, and the, char- the character actors really handed up like they always did. Oh, they did indeed, brilliant. yeah. They had to, though. They, they, it would oh, be yeah. a nightmare if it wasn't. Yeah, because I, 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 mis- I yeah. misunderstood who was going to be playing who in it because I thought that the girl from Harry Potter was going to be one of the contestants, but she wasn't. She was one of the character actors in the dungeon. Because she, she was the one who played Lavender Brown in Harry Potter. Oh, she, she was the, uh, the thief. Yeah. Yeah, in, in Nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was fun. Yeah. Speaking of online TV, have you watched Breaking Bad yet? Nope. Oh, because Netflix have got it. They're showing yes. it the day after the States on Netflix. Yeah, but it's just it's a series that I never got into. Uh, really? Yeah. Four episodes in, and we, I was just we were like, about this um, last too episode. Well, we are. Yeah, yeah we, we, so. we had this conversation about it last <laughs> episode. Brain. Both, both Brendan and I didn't, could, just couldn't really. Ah, for, okay, get so I think, yeah, it. we talked about it in, in regards to The Wire right, as well. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I mean. That's I'm, good. It's back. It's good. I'm probably yeah. going to. Give it a give it a college try. I did promise I would do that. But I mean, they're, they're saying that it's like it's had the best season opener for it so far. Yeah. And it's like nearly doubled yeah. the ratings of the yeah. last one. I was over twelve. And million, that's just, I think, just US, yeah. And that's not got in the figures um, from it being Netflix only in the UK yet because no, that was just in America. Yeah, yeah ju- just US. They said it was a sixty percent uh, yeah. increase in. And, in and the... they're saying that that's because of well, they're saying it's, it's due in a lot of part to Netflix having it all on there and people yeah. going back and watching the whole thing again in preparation for it coming on for the last eight episodes. How many episodes per season? Uh, there's like 13 episodes per season. I, reckon I could probably watch that by the next podcast, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> likely. Well, two weeks, so yeah. Uh, I've done in like a season and a half of Atlantis this week <laughs> so far. Yeah. That's, that's something. I've, I've been going, oh, I'm tempted to, because I've, I've been going, oh, what do I watch now? It's on UK Netflix. Yes, it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just gone back and started watching all of Atlantis yeah. again. Well, like I said uh, a while ago, I I <laughs> I, just, I watched uh, I think it was five seasons of Andromeda in like two weeks. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> I was quite surprised to see that the Hobbits on UK Netflix. Indeed, yeah, yeah, that came on this week. Yeah, yeah. That Netflix are really up in their game in terms Which of getting all the stuff. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they needed to, um, otherwise they were going to really lose out to Amazon taking over. I don't uh, think so because I think they, they've they've no. stolen loads of stuff off Love Film. Yes. That's what I mean. They they they've stepped their game up. Yeah. If they didn't, then Love Film would have yeah. No, I hammered think they're, them into they're, they're doing really really well. I, I, I think Netflix would be going strength to strength. So, yeah, yeah. No, fair play to them. Say with the original programming and getting getting stuff that quickly yes. onto an on demand service yeah. for no extra cost. Indeed. Uh, I mean, because the hobby hasn't even been on Sky yet. Yeah. It has. I can't say for sure whether it has I, I, got it's Sky. Not on Sky. Okay. No, it's not been available on the movie channel on Sky yet. Because okay. I've got Sky. Okay. It's only been yeah. on DVD and Blu-ray, but it's yes. not been on Sky. It's a pretty That's big, unusual. It's a pretty big score for Netflix yeah. to get that yeah. one. It's, it's only eight months after the cinema. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but for it to be out on DVD and Blu-ray and it not to have been on Sky is a bit... Normally, no, no, because it normally comes Sky. out. No, normally comes out DVD, okay. Blu-ray before Sky. That's okay. that's the progression. Okay. Is it? Uh, it goes from cinema to DVD to Sky. That just goes to show how long ago I've ever had Sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, they've got some amazing stuff coming up on Netflix. So I, I, fair play to them. I think I've said this before, but I'd really like Netflix to um, pick up a bit more on the anime because they're 
missing out on a big market. Well, I think there. they've got a much bigger anime selection than Love Film does. Um, they've they haven't. They used to. Uh, no, there's nothing. There's nothing on there, mate. There's there's only there's. Um, I think they've got six films and three no four series. Really? Is that yeah, it? it's really rubbish. They had all the Ghost in the Shells. And yes, stuff it does. On that's it. Yeah, all, all the right, Ghost in the Shells right. plus a couple of independents. I thought it had like stuff like Full Metal Alchemist and Triple nope. X Holic and stuff. Nope. No. Nope. I'm sure I saw that. They must have lost the US one, maybe. No, 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 only on the UK one, because it was before I figured out the... the, Yes, because I wanted to watch that, but it's all gone. Yeah, they must have lost the licence for it. Quite possibly, but I would like to see a lot more of that on Netflix, um, because it's certainly... It would certainly cater to a lot... It's the platform for it, definitely. absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to say. They're missing out on a massive market there, especially dubbed stuff, uh, because a lot of the online stuff is starting to get a bit iffy and things yeah. like that now with it it's very difficult to get uh, full dubbed episodes or complete series yeah you, you go halfway through a series and you can only get subbed or it's dubbed in spanish or something mm. ridiculous speaking of which did you see the thing about the uh, akira remake oh god oh, no, no. <laughs> if anything i mean there's Why? no so much rage stop it so much rage yeah have you not heard our shows <laughs> Yeah. Stop doing yeah. remakes of stuff and making them worse. It's especially stuff like Akira. Akira. God, no. <laughs> they want to make it. They want. They want to do what they always want to do with Hollywood. It's a live action adaptation, oh. and it's going to be set in America, and it's going to be allegorical to nine eleven because they are still ringing that bell. You know, uh, and it'll be a big summer film, which again. It's going to suck ass. It's going to suck. It will. So much it ass. will suck. Hey ho. <laughs> but what can we do? <laughs> we, we can do rage about it. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> Maybe eventually someone will listen. <laughs> yes, indeed. If we shout loud enough, they'll have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's what this is here for. This is here that, for that's what, rage. That's what we do. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But I, I don't think we'll be alone in thinking that a live-action remake of Akira that's moved to America and politicised is a bad idea. Have you seen that there's a guy who does um, Saturday morning cartoon versions of stuff? Well, if you've seen them online, I have to find the things. He, he's done like "What If Watchmen Was a Saturday Morning Cartoon," and he's done like an <laughs> intro sequence to it cool. of like uh, Ozymandias with Bubastis the cat, who's like a kind of they're like Scooby Doo and Shaggy. <laughs> they solve mysteries and stuff, oh, and, and yeah, Rorschach plays with kittens and stuff. It's it, it's genius. And he did one for Akira. He did "What If Akira Was a Saturday Morning Kids TV Show." That'd be uh, a fucked up TV. That'd be very fluffy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's all in the in the style of kind of eighties and nineties Saturday morning cartoons. I'll I'll find out. I can't remember the the guy's name at the moment off the top of my head, but uh, I'll I'll find the link and I'll send it through to you because some of them are very very funny. Yeah. So we tend to use a few films here when we're demonstrating five point one production mm-hmm. uh, for our post production series, and Akira is one of the films we use. We use The Matrix as well. We use Akira mm. just for its sound design. It's fantastic. Which which version? Because I know they re- they released a, a completely re-recorded dub of it a couple of years ago. I have the original. Version. The original one. Yeah. yeah. 
I have the I have the box set that has the original version and the remastered. Version. I think, yeah, as far as it was about it's seven or eight years ago, yeah, maybe now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they, they're completely remastered and re-recorded yes. the entire thing. I've got, I've got the I've got the full box set, box set yeah, which yeah. has got the original because yeah. they recolored it as well. It's got the yeah. Japan it's got the Japanese yeah. original the the original, the original English dub, yeah. uh, and they've got the, re- the recolored and then the new yeah. dubbed. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, I have it too. Shiny box. Yes. Mine's more battered cardboard rather than shiny, but yeah. <laughs> Am I right in thinking that Akira was the f- first mainstream manga to break in the Western world? I, I, you I might be right. It, I don't know. Um, there were a couple at that time because there was that and Fist of the North Star and a couple oh, of others yeah. that were. Yeah, yeah, but that really was in the popular. background. It wasn't. So, but, um, Akira was massively forefront. I think that that made it through to cinemas, some smaller cinemas, didn't it? Really? And Fist I, of the I don't North know. Star was. DVD mm. was straight onto DVD or VHS. Because yeah. um, I can't remember which way around uh, it was. It was either the no, it, yeah, it was that the building design in Blade Runner was inspired by Akira, so it predates Akira. So it predates Blade Runner. Really? Or is it? Or no. it might be the other way around. No. Then it's one one of the ways around because the big building in in Blade Runner that's the, I think it's the Tyrell Corporation building, yeah. the big pyramid, is the very same as the one in Akira, the big pyramid building. Yeah. And I have we'll to check my yeah, timings we'll on we'll it. It's that. one of the ways around, yeah. but I, I I can't remember that's which. That's really I, really cool for so many reasons, not least of which being the fact that the, the architecture of Blade Runner was inspired by. The futurist art movement, mm. which is all about sort of speed and violence yeah. and war. Yeah. So the fact that that's made it into a cure as well, yeah. even deliberately or, or otherwise, is yes. it's definitely one nice of the ways around. And I, I, for the life of me, can't remember I'm, which way around I'm it is. Pretty sure it was Blade Runner then Akira. Okay, I'm pretty sure, but we'll, we'll check on it. We'll and, check and, it. And, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. It in. Yeah, that's really interesting. It is. But yeah, what they they definitely kind of inform each other if you look at them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of similarities in in the, the building designs between those two in the Neo Tokyo and the, yeah. the Blade Runner environments. It's all neon and rain and dark. Yeah, and you just you just know that like if Hollywood do get their hands on it, they just won't do it. No, oh God, no. Near as dark as that. Because yeah. even Gotham City and. Yeah, well, Batman never got a start but uh, you see the thing is is with that is it was just dark it was just night time it wasn't like stylized. No. it was just somewhere at yeah. night yeah <laughs> oh, I don't know but yes anyways back to the the thing was yes more manga on Netflix manga, please yeah. yes yeah because there's, there's loads of series that I've always wanted to finish watching, ones that I started watching, because I, I was massively into manga as a teenager and then went off it for a while and then went into all the Studio Ghibli stuff. And, you know, I like Studio Ghibli. Some of it's OK. It, it reminds me... It, it just has a very... Well, then again, I can understand why you like it. Mm. It's, for me, it has a very French-esque feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, and they're taking a lot of the French of folklore of the, yeah. and stuff like that, and, yeah. and chucked it. So to me, I'm like going like, why? It, it's very Frenchy. Yeah, to no, me, yeah. I, I, I like stuff like that. I mean, I, it's about Princess Mononoke. Neil Gaiman wrote the English, yes. the, the English dub of it. So yeah, it's brilliant. I, I like a lot of the Miyazaki stuff. I think it's great stuff like Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away. Spirited Away, yeah, fantastic yeah. film. 
love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not knocking that they're, mm. they're you know they're well made and good. I I, I have enjoyed mm. watching them, but it's not my. I'll, I'll sit and watch it. Not you know, your cup of tea, no, sir. Not my cup of tea. No, no. that's fair no, enough. No, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like putting milk in lemon tea for me. Fair enough. I'll drink it, but it tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, nice. that's quite a nice turn of phrase. I like that. <laughs> I like putting milk in lemon tea. Uh, anything anyone's seen recently that's uh, piqued their interest? Well, <laughs> uh, in terms of films, no. All oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> right. Keeping it clean. Keeping okay, it clean. fair enough. Keeping it clean. Um, yeah, a few things. I did see the leaked Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Yes, mm. as did I. Does I. I've not seen this yet. Yeah. Any worries you might have had about how they handled Rocket Raccoon? Forget, Forget it. Oh, okay. He's, he's, he's going to be on. awesome. It, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but the news is that it might be Vin Diesel doing the voiceover for Groot. Yeah. Well, it could have been worse. You know, he was. That's the thing apparently that he's been sniffing around. Yeah. Well, Disney he for. he put a picture. He he put a picture of himself in front of the Avengers stand at mm. Comic-Con when he's visiting Marvel. And then he put up another picture of Groot on his Facebook page, which was quickly taken down. But to be fair, I would rather him do that than play Thanos. Because he was in the running for Thanos. And I was just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Bad Marvel. He just wants to in at whatever level. Which is fine, because he is a fan. Yeah. And I'm... If someone's that excited to be in the film, you know they're going to do it justice. Yeah. And so what you would about Vin Diesel. He's done some shocking films, but I <laughs> think... <Man of> Power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a man apart. Um, but he did do Pitch Black, and he did do Boiler Room. Yeah. And for all... He's done a couple of good films, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that, but uh, yeah. I, I think he got a bit overblown when he first came out, and everyone was like, he's the new amazing action star! Yeah. And then he's... Straight to DVD with Fast and the Furious ninety seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually saw the pacifier. Uh, Emma's watched it twice, I think. I had to real check film. it. I, 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 I can't. I, I just can't. Girly kitty teeny film. I, yeah. I, I just no. I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't go anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but to be fair, the, the, the trope of the pacifier is one that is reused. Oh yeah, well it's like suburban commander, Mister Nanny, and it's, well, it's yeah. it's the modern kindergarten. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, no, although nowhere near as good. Before you start writing hate mailing, nothing can be as good as Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> <laughs> that film rocks. <laughs> I'm sorry, it does. It's just awesome. Oh, that should be on my list of five films. No, really. <laughs> no, no. Maybe not <laughs> that, that good. good. <laughs> so, but no, the trailer does look pretty cool. Yeah, because they've started shooting. Yeah, they were shooting on Millennium Bridge yeah. in London today. Oh, today it was over the weekend. Over the weekend, yeah. Um, and yeah, the sh- the shots from set are looking pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm. So there there is some uh, set shots from. Uh, sorry, it's gone. From the new X Men one. There's a future past. Yeah. Well, Brian Singer is constantly tweeting. He's really into his social media. Yeah. Um, mm. And. He put up his design for the Sentinel. Put up a picture. Mm. Put up a picture of him Sentinel. standing mm. next to the yeah, full yeah. size Sentinel. Full size Sentinel. Yeah. Uh, looks a bit like a Dyson vacuum cleaner, but <laughs> in terms of how it's yeah, got its clear dick. perspex and stuff, yeah. but it, <laughs> it's it looks all right. Mm. It could be okay. 
Speaking of that universe, have you? Uh, I don't, well, we were talking about this just before the show that uh, Hugh Jackman has been reportedly offered a hundred million to sign up for another four X Men films. Oh my god! No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I saw the Wolverine, and it was okay. Compared to Origins, it was great. But <laughs> Compared to Orange, uh, Origins, repeatedly banging your head against a wall for yeah. an hour is better. I was going to you know, that's, that's it. The Wolverine was good in the same way that a slap in the face is good if you've been used to being kicked repeatedly in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still something you don't want to enjoy, but it makes a pleasant change. Nice. <laughs> it has some good action sequences, but Silver Samurai was just a bit pants, mm. and the last 10, 15 minutes were completely unmemorable. What was great was the post-credit the Post-credit tease. cameo stuff, yeah. Yeah, that which was... Really, really good because it was spoiler alert. Um, it was Magneto and Professor X, yeah, okay, meeting a future Wolverine and literally just setting up Days of Future Past, right? Because I thought there was something to do with Thampy Anson involved as well. It, she's in the film, oh, she's actually, yeah. she's in, actually the film. in the film, all oh, right, okay, yeah. Uh, I think it's dealing with his mental anguish, she keeps appearing as sort of like torturing him in his nightmares and stuff. Oh, right, okay, so she's not real. She's, she's not real, she's... no, she's just in his head. Right, okay. But, yeah, so she's there. Which is cool. <clears throat> Fair enough. Because well, she's it's on the It's not cool, because then it, it kind of acknowledges that X-Men 3 happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're going to get that anyway with uh, Ellen Page's Kitty Pride. So. Mm. But, yeah, the, the trailer for Days of Future Past was also leaked, but Fox have... We looked a lot on every single side we could possibly think of or this have ep- hints of. This episode was going to be called Nerds of Future Past, but we thought Fox wouldn't like that. No, so they'd, 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 they'd find us and jump on us. Yeah. Yes. Stamp Fox across our faces. So, Property of Fox, that's it, would be carted off to a little black room yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So I did manage to see the trailer before it was taken down. <laughs> So, a quick description yeah. of the trailer, though. Verbal account, quick. Verbal account Don't tell Fox. Don't tell Fox. <laughs> is essentially Patrick Stewart as Professor X and Ian McKenna as Magneto talking to Wolverine and prepping him to send him back. And it's Professor X telling him what he'll have to do and that he'll have to find his younger self. And they've cut it in with James McAvoy and explained to him what's going on. And then he explains to Wolverine that he was a very, very different man when he was younger. That's essentially it, you know. It's, it's. I don't know why, but for some reason I had it in my head that he was explaining to Wolverine why he was a very, very naughty boy <laughs> having to be sent back yes, into the past. Yeah. <laughs> I did as well. That's exactly the same. Yeah. Thing. He was like, "You're a very naughty boy now. Go back in the past. Now, go back and do it properly this time." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do origins. <laughs> um, don't do oranges. Origins. But I think that's how they'll get rid of. Have you guys seen The Wolverine? Does anybody no. even care about The Wolverine anymore? No. No, no. okay, fair I'll watch enough. it when it comes on telly. The big twist from The Wolverine, well, not really the twist, the main setting point was that the guy that Wolverine saved back when Hiroshima yeah. went boom, boom wants, is dying. And so he tries to offer Logan the gift of death, essentially saying, I can take your powers and let you die. Uh, and Logan's like, no, you fuck this shit. But he manages to get it sort of suppressed enough to make the next hour reasonably interesting by putting him in some sort of peril. But the 
way they planned to get to Wolverine's special regenerative ability was to cut his claws off, get him really angry so he fucking hulks out, cut his claws off, and then drill into the bones. And mm. and then... Through the claws. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then and that was it. It wasn't explained how that was actually going to happen, but the big fight at the end, especially Silver Samurai getting him angry, cutting his claws off, and then but clamping his hands gonna, and drilling into his But how are they going to cut his claws off? Well, they, that the, defeats the whole point of it being adamantium. drilled in from a yeah. side. The, the Silver Samurai yes. has uh, a, giant a, adamant, sword. a giant adamantium sword, which is heated up to super hot and cuts through his claws. Yeah, no, I cried bullshit at the same time as well, yeah. to be fair, when I saw it. But... And the act of a superheated and and your sword cutting through it would actually reseal it, so you wouldn't be able to drill down through anyway. So fuck you. No. Sorry. If that's if that's <laughs> if that's the one plus hole, you're taking from the description. <laughs> yeah, <indeed>. don't watch <laughs> it. Uh, but yeah, but then of course his claws regenerate, but not without the adamantium. So he he finishes the film with bone, bone claws, claws. Yeah. Um, which has been done. Yeah. But which is still bollocks. <laughs> But yeah, so he's going to do four more films for a hundred million. Well, possibly this is apparently this is that's reportedly the, the deal that's on the table. Ah, oh, walk away from it. Have some respect. Yeah, but apparently, I mean, he's he's Hugh Jackman has said in the past apparently that he won't sign up for multi-film deals anymore after X Men. Yeah. Um, but whether or not this is just too big a paycheck to ignore, uh, it will. Uh, if it stops, is, if it stops him from making a real steel sequel. <laughs> then go right ahead. A what? Real, Real steel. steel. What? Yeah, rock'em sock'em robots. Eh? I, I know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, reportedly the other big money deal on the table is apparently uh, Christian Bale's been offered 50, 50 million, million to come back and do Batman versus Superman, well, Superman versus Batman, whichever way around it is. To be honest, I think uh, that's the only way that that would work. Really? Yeah. If they're going to do Batman versus Superman and they're going to be flirting with The Dark Knight Returns uh, graphic novel, then they want an old, beaten up Batman. And oh, I, think, I think Christian Bale is that. But I think he is he after Dark Knight uh, Rises. I suppose. After the end of Dark Knight Rises he is an broken. older broken Bane. Batman. Yeah. You know? So I think that's the only way it would work. He's not going to be quite as old as The Dark Knight Returns mm. as from the, the source material. But he would certainly have taken his character to the point where he is this guy now. If I could get Clint in to do it. I'll take okay. it all back. Clint Eastwood would be perfect. Yeah, but that, 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 <laughs> Sorry, that, I wasn't no, even thinking. That would, be Batman, that, would be, that would be a live-action version of Batman of the Future. Yeah. Get Clint in to do that with the robot yeah, fuck-off dogs. Yeah, that, yeah, that'd be awesome. Flying cars, Batman, and Clint Eastwood playing the original... That would be cool. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. There you go, Hollywood. Make that film. <laughs> That's a live-action film we can do. <laughs> We'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, Bale's repeatedly said that he won't come back for more Batman. Indeed. Yeah. So. He doesn't have to. He just comes back as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Also, he said he wouldn't come back as Batman. Yeah. Also, they can't do Dark Knight Returns because there's no Joker. Yes. Because recasting Batman after the trilogy we just had, which was exceptional, mm. is one thing, but recasting the Joker, the Joker after Heath yeah, Ledger's performance is just... Yeah. It's, it's, it's well, I mean, plus, they've only just done the 
Dark Knight Returns as an animation. As an animation. Yeah. So it's just it just seems too quick. But this is Warner's handling their DC franchises, and mm. as we've repeatedly said on this show, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got, right. they're not doing it right. Yeah. They just haven't got a clue. Yeah, but fifty million might be might be too much for them to turn down. Maybe. You know, it's it's stupid money. It is considering that's for one film, and we're talking yeah. about hundred million for Hugh Jackman for four. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we'll see how it goes. Speaking of a hell of a lot of money on a movie, I finally got round to watching John Carter. Mm. I quite enjoyed it. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to watch it now. I, I, yeah. I actually quite enjoyed it. I think if you just ignore any of the hype about it and just sit down and watch it, it's an interesting premise. It's a good film. What's it on? Um, Don't say TV. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I've got it on my Skybox, so okay. if you're welcome to come around and watch it on there one day. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. We were at a loss for something to watch the other night, and we just went, oh, well, we've got this on the box, Fair we'll enough. watch it. And it's interesting, it's a good film. Okay, <clears throat> okay, I'll have, to, I'll have to give it a go. I think it's just that its premise is just a bit outdated, and I think that's why modern audiences didn't like it. They didn't associate with a Civil War American hero being sent to Mars. Fair enough. <laughs> Which you can kind of understand why. I think that's quite funny. Yeah, it is. In, it's actually... in, in a, in a, from an outside perspective, it's gone like, that's actually funny. That's like a, a bit of a, a fuck you as well. <laughs> the way my head's working is like going, it's like, take something from a completely different plane altogether, throw them into a sci-fi and... Mm. Martian, that, yeah, that's, like a, that's kind of like funny. A, like an astronaut in King Arthur's Court. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, yeah. That's got to be a feature title for the show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I remember that film. Cool. Ah. So, yes, yeah, do watch it. I'll give it a watch. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. If it comes on Netflix, I'll give it a watch. I'm sure it will do at some point, if it's not on there already. Ah, that's what I think they are. They are what you think they are. What are they? So our tickets for um, next week. Ooh, ah, for the Neil Gaiman. Yes. Uh, for the awesome. Yes, of yes. course, because that's next Wednesday, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. So very excited here at Nerd HQ. We are indeed <laughs> all, all a-dither with excitement. It's going to be a good evening. Very much looking forward to it. Philip Pullman and Neil Gaiman doing a talk at the same place. Indeed. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. And I've got to figure out exactly what I'm taking to get signed. <laughs> well, I'm taking in Ocean in the Lane because I didn't get it signed back yeah, and back. We, we did, so yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm going to buy mine there. Yeah, yeah, um, and get that, and signed, get that but signed. But I'm going to take in my um, Sandman. I think I'm taking Sandman number one. Yes, definitely. Uh, preludes and Nocturnes. No, 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 Sandman number yes. one. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm taking in Preludes yeah. and Nocturnes. Yeah, because yeah. it's the first Neil Gaiman thing I purchased, yeah. and I yeah. think. To be fair, that's what I would... Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, I've got all the author's choice versions of his books when they reprinted them. Mm. So I'm probably going to take an American Gods. Yeah. yeah I think I've got the 10th anniversary American Gods yeah. one. Because quite... I had it when it first came out and then someone borrowed it and it got broken and mm. it got dropped in a swimming pool. Which <laughs> is <laughs> never a good thing to yeah. happen to a book. I think, uh, I think Faye's going to uh, take Coraline. Cool. cool. Yeah, Coraline's awesome. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think Megan's taking her wolves in the walls. And yes, brilliant. The day I swapped my dad for two goldfish. Nice. Um, it's <laughs> both it's, brilliant. It's not two um, things. It's he's signing a, a copy of um, Ocean at the End of Lane and something, and something else, else. I know, but we've already had that signed. Don't care. <laughs> They'll get away Don't. with it because stick with the rules. Because we're getting away with it because Megan. Megan. Because Megan. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Small cute blonde bit, child. We bit, win. Yeah, it's a bit late to take uh, Ariana. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Otherwise, I'd, I'd I'd pull the cute little kid card. Yeah. Indeed. And you know, get the whole cute push. And... Yeah. <laughs> How do you want to take for Philip Pullman to sign though? Yeah. Well, so um, I, if I, he is signing, I've got anything, my Northern Lights stuff. Is he? Yeah, he's okay, signing. Because it well. wasn't uh, initially on the the original write-ups. It wasn't. Uh, it was just Neil Gaiman. I'm fairly sure uh, it says he's signing, signing as well. Yeah. No, it's changed now. Yes. Well, he wasn't sticking originally. Around, it didn't. But, he wasn't going to stick yeah. around, but he's decided to. He is sticking around for to sign one book, I think. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's just choosing which one of those three. Well, that's why, again, I can get away with it, because there's me, Emma, and Megan, so I can get the trilogy signed. Dick. <laughs> 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 you're one away from being evil genius, man. Yeah. That's all a cutting ploy, isn't it? It, it is. is. I do, yeah. I'm just training Megan. She will be the evil genius, so I am one step away oh, from I don't doubt, I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it might have to be the subtle knife. That's, that's my favourite out of them, to be honest. Of the three, I think it'll have yeah. to be that one. Yeah, I think that's my favourite of the three. Very, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, super excited for that. Yeah. And of course, this Sunday, are you guys free to come to Worcester on Sunday? Uh, I'm not this Sunday because I've uh, I got Emma's parents around and Megan's coming back on Saturday because I'm, I'm off to Banbury for my yearly TTSMB barbecue. Um, this is your Brighton Lappers. Yes, yeah, all the, yeah, the TTSMB, the things that should not be. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd very much like to, um, and it's brilliant to support uh, our, our friends over at uh, All32, but I don't think it's going to happen because um, I'm picking Faye up um, on late Friday night. And she's going to be jet lagged for a few days, and I think it'd be unfair to drag her to yeah, a, no, that's cool. To a, that's, that's a fair show. <laughs> to a tabletop. Be, uh, she's going to be wrecked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't turn back from Japan. Oh. Yes. Yeah. But no, if anyone's in Worcester, come along to St Swithin's on Sunday, because the Rule Thirty Two guys are having another tabletop day. Yeah. All, so, all the details are there on the the Wonky Spanner events. Yeah. Calendar. I've added them on there. So yeah, if you want know, the details of how to get there and everything, it's all all on there. And we're going to put up on the page again, like we usually do. Yeah. Details will be in the show notes too. Yep. Um, but I think it's Worcester War Gamers are doing it in association with them this time, so there'll be a lot of miniature gaming. Cool. But bring along your own board games. There'll be plenty there to pick from as well. But it speaking of stuff like that, something we were meant to talk about on the last show but didn't is a new place that's opened in Oxford called Thirsty Meeples. Yeah, I saw that. This yeah. is this is something that, you know, as much as we've been going on about Real 32 and, and them doing what they're doing, this has kind of snuck in under the radar with us because I, I don't think it's part of the crowd that we know who, who, right. who started this. It's uh, basically what it is, is it's a board game cafe. So what you do is they have a certain amount of tables, you go in, you pay a cover charge to get in, and then you can stay in for as long as you like, and they have a catalogue of like 1,500 games, yeah. any of which you can just pick off the shelf and play. 
uh, and then they have people there to help you with the rules and stuff, uh, and they do coffees and cakes and stuff like that. So it's basically yeah, a board game cafe. Yeah. It's, it's a cracking idea. I came into work on Monday, and uh, one of the guys who works here was just like, dude, have you heard about this place in, in Elswith? It'll be right up your street. And I was just like, Thirsty Meeples. He was like, yeah, you've heard of it. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it sounds yeah. It sounds absolutely amazing. So I, I've yet to get down there. I know a few people who, who, who've been going there this quite regularly. Been down there. He, says, he says it's amazing. He says they have a wall, just a massive wall just mm. full of games mm. and game experts to show you the rules. And if you like a certain game, they know enough to know which other games and that sort of genre you might like. You might like, yeah. So it's just all about discovering games. Yeah, really. Because uh, the, what it looks like is that somebody sat them down and, and got them to play, um, what was it, not Carcassonne, the other one. Uh, Alhambra? Catan. Ah, Catan. Yeah. So that was a Catan, and they really enjoyed it, and then they've gone on and got more board games and gotten really into board games over the, over the last few years to the point of opening this. Like, it's it's brilliant. genius I'll, idea. I'm going to check out tomorrow, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, a lot of people I know go down every Saturday, every, weekly on a Saturday, um, but we, we'll go through at some point when Megan's back. Might go through midweek, some point in the week after yeah. that. So we'll give you a shout when yeah, we're going sure. through, and then we'll mm. arrange to meet up and yeah. uh, and have some board games and see what yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah, let, let me know, and I'll uh, try and make sure I can uh, come in. Yeah, because so it'll be quite it'd, cool. It'd be good to get like some more um, full nerd versus world team uh, stuff outings and things like that. Team outings. Team nerd versus world oh, yeah. <laughs> on tour. Nerd versus world picnic. <laughs> 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 well, we had a, we, we, we've had our we had our first barbecue, didn't we? Yeah, that went quite well with the games night. Well, we've got you know we we've got uh, the first event that we're going to be attending together next Wednesday. So we've got the Neil Game and Philip Paul and we're all indeed. Gonna be there, yeah, so. that's the first one that we're all going to be at. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that's yeah. quite cool. Yeah. So yes, thirsty meeples do. Yeah. If, if, if you're in or around Oxford, go and give it a try. It's on Gloucester Green. So I, I, I doubt you'll be able to miss it if you can get to Gloucester Green. Yeah, no. uh, what a what a great there. place to put it. It's, as well. fan, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It's right literally right station. in the centre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. It, it couldn't was... be better placed. No. So the clock's closed. It is. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Going, oh damn it! Have a few beers and. But to be honest, this place is open until like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Awesome. For all you late night hardcore gamers. Yeah, but I mean they don't do beer, but they do soft drinks and coffee and stuff. I could quite happily sit around playing board games till one yeah, in the morning. Yeah, indeed. I frequently do. Yeah. Um, have you ever played uh, Resistance? No. It's a card game. It's, it's futile. futile. <laughs> 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 in stereo. So you were saying? <laughs> I can't even be mad. Because <laughs> yeah, if one of you had said that... Yes. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a card game where you dealt cards. You basically you either play a member of the resistance or a spy. Mm-hmm. And it works best for like five players. But every turn you have a different mission and you have to secretly either sabotage that mission or get it through. It's really quite a simple game. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it on tabletop, I thought this feels quite simple. And when some, a friend of ours bought it and we played it, and I thought, how much repeat gaming is there in this? We played three games of it back to back and we wanted to play more there's so much repeat gaming value in such a simple concept cool but basically spies can lie they can either pass a mission or success or, or fail it but if you're resistance you have to succeed mm-hmm. and then you have to work out 
who's the spy, mm-hmm. and who's the resistance member. Yeah, that sounds so pretty you, cool. And it's a game where you can just lie as much as you want. And awesome. Misdirect. But it's just really simple. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I have to try and that. There's an expansion. See if they have that in Thirsty Meeples. Yeah. Yeah, there's expansions for it where you can add different criteria for success. But essentially, there's the, the base game where the Resistance have to win three missions. Mm-hmm. The Spies have to fail three missions. That's the base winning condition. And it's just simple, elegant, but loads of repeat value. I'm going to put the link to the tabletop episode. Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to watch it. Uh, I've, I've just... I've, I've done the unthinkable. I've gotten back into magic again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. And, and a couple of my friends oh, came round a couple of weeks ago and they've gotten back into it as well. And so they were like, oh, there's all these cool new cards. And I was just like, I have decks and decks sitting there. Yeah. Do we? And then we went, all right, cool. I'll sit and have a play. And it's like... Sit and have a play. Oh, just have another one. Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. Uh, and then I sat down and I sorted out all my cards and I rebuilt four of my decks and built a brand new one. I've got a new deck called the, the KFC, which is, has exclusively chickens and fireballs in it. <laughs> uh, I never played ma- well, I never played Magic properly. I think I got a couple of uh, starter box sets and tried to learn the game, but mm. there's just no one to play with. Right, okay. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. It's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Magic really wasn't a huge thing in Worcester years and years ago. Yeah. We did play Legend of the Five Rings, which was a card game based on the role-play game set in a fantasy version of Feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a fantastic role-play game. If you can find the GM who can run a, a really good campaign of that, and I was lucky to have one, um, it's great. But the card game is brilliant. Yeah, And I, I do like... Strategy-based card games like that—fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I really got into magic. It was uh, I was seventeen, I think, when I started playing magic and collecting it's cards. Been going that long. Yeah, twenty yeah. years I've been playing, and it's been well, going longer than that because yeah. it started like three years before. I think it started in '94 right. or '93, something like that, uh, and I started playing in '95. I think it was. So you were eighteen then. Just before I turned yeah. eighteen, yeah, so seventeen. Uh, and I took it to uni and met a few people there and taught them how to play magic and then it just went on and that's my I say, wow. most of my uni years were spent up until five in the morning playing magic. <laughs> they, but, they have got a massive... Um, one of the complexes I went to in Japan, they've almost... The whole side... Uh, they've got a whole floor of just like card trading games and stuff, but one whole side is just dedicated to magic gathering mm. and they have like them in locked cabinets with like super rare cards and stuff yeah, like that and they are absolutely it. loads of money but yeah. the, the whole and they've got gaming tables all down the centre mm. uh, there, there's about 12 more playing at once yeah. it's like wow yeah it's it's, it's still stuff, huge but. as a game mm. it's still yeah one well, of the I, biggest... I was very very tempted to get one of the rare like only available in Japan ones like in Japanese mm. with um, it actually had a translation sticker with it, I was yeah. like, that I, I, cool. I, I've got a load of stuff there because they, they released Visions uh, a while ago, which well, this was back in probably about 
99 or 2000 and there are these visions and in that you got as well as the the vanguard set you mm. got like a korean booster and some other so i've got uh, i've got some italian uh, it was an italian yes. starter pack of, of of mirage i think it was at the time uh, a korean booster pack and another language booster pack as well so i've got a load of random kind of mm. foreign cards in amongst all of my stuff like korean shrieking drakes and yeah lots of random stuff like that yeah, no, never thought I'd get back into magic again. No, I thought I thought my days were done on magic. I think the last time I, pl- I think the last time both of us played was when I was round and we yeah. we'd had a that was till three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oh, like it, it always is Christ. with magic. Oh it's it's just like well, we'll just play one game. Yeah. <laughs> How long can that go on yeah, for? You and your no. big green snot. Uh, uh, stompy. Oh, another big bad. I said no. Yeah. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah. That deck just should never have worked. <laughs> I like deck building games. Okay, yeah. Sorry, you, you don't. I like deck building. Yeah, games. Yeah, I, I, I love it. So we, we got to the point because we played it so much that we we kind of we ended up with a ton of house rules of cards that we just thought were just yeah. unfair or too powerful or whatever, yeah. and we're just like that. No, they just take all the fun out of the game, mm. and we just come up with ludicrous concepts for the deck. So I had things like my skeet shooting deck that was built entirely around the conceit of. Uh, Gaining control of somebody else's creature, turning it into a naught two sheep, flinging it in the air, and then shooting things with flying whilst shouting pull. And that was it. <laughs> it had no win condition, it just did that. It's like, oh, you've got a big 7 7 thing, it's now a naught two sheep, it's mine, pull, <laughs> and it's dead. <laughs> and that was it, it was just built to annoy people. <laughs> nice. Yeah, hence so now my my KFC deck is is the new one which I haven't yet played, which is yet yeah, it's, it's. I turn you into a chicken and flame throw you. It does, yeah. It turns yes. other other things into chickens and fireballs them. Yes, yeah. and they've got cards like sizzle in there as well and saute and yeah, it's, it's all all built around cooking chicken. <laughs> That's a great concept. <laughs> I'm going to come over and you're going to, have to teach me some magic. Definitely, man. Yeah, chicken yeah, of yeah. death. Yeah, come over chicken we're, of death. We've got tons of decks that are just pre-built, oh, so it's yeah. literally just pick up and play. Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, do it. Sir. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do a, a, a nerd versus world um, magic evening. Nerd versus world do magic the gathering. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, the connotation of that. Yeah. Oh, we can always introduce Faye into it. Well, indeed, yeah. I'm sure she'd enjoy it. Emma loves it. It is great fun. They can have their own little special table. It goes goes well on the big table (laughs) in our kitchen, because we extended that out. This works really well. So can you multiplayer it? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some of the fun, yeah. Some of the multiplayer variants are brilliant, like generals, where you have a general in the middle and two lieutenants. Mm. So you have three versus three, and you only have an attack vector of of two. So people on the right and left can only attack the person directly in front of them or the general. Cool. And then, yeah, so the, 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 the lieutenants on either side can yeah. play cards into the so generals. That, that does work well if you've got some very experienced players and some novices. Yeah. Um, it gives some gameplay experience to a, a, a good extreme. Oh, yeah, so the cool. general then is like good. full round robin or it could be attack yeah. left or whatever. There's loads, tons and mm. tons of variants. Yeah, round robin's quite a good one. It's, it's, yeah. it's a nice, easy, gentle one too, but... I like the combo one where you can actually see how the other person that you're teamed up with yeah. is, is playing and yeah. you can get hints yeah. clues. Generals is very good. If you can get yeah. six people, Generals is, is a yeah. good one to play. Okay, well, there cool. we go. We... Yeah. We should probably do that. 
just Megan can't play because I can't stand another game that she kicks my ass at. Oh, she will. She, she, will, she yeah. will utterly, yes. utterly grind you into yeah. the floor of magic. Yeah, she does. Uh, she does play, and she, she's quite ruthless. She is yeah, at everything. But she, she does is. get stroppy when she's overly ruthless, and you kind of go, ah, "I kill all your really big bad nasties." Basically, she gets upset your if, if she doesn't win. Yes. Yeah, she, she's she's like a Which, she's like a rookie. Fair, she's ten. She's a ten-year-old girl. So yeah, let her off. <laughs> I'll right. let her off with that for now. I'll bring my Legend of the Five Rings decks over as well. Yeah, definitely, man. That sounds cool. We've Did got some go? really odd... Because oh, I've got, like, WWE Raw Deal card game. Yes, I had that. Yeah, I've got... I had that. I had I, I've got, like, these Edge, Edge and Christian, the the Hardy Brothers, and uh, I can't remember which other one. Oh, the guy, I can't remember their names now. The guys with the combats, the brothers. Dudley's. Dudley yes, Boys. Dudley's. Dudley Boys. So, yeah, I've got enough to do tables, ladders, chairs, WWE card game that's awesome I've got the original Crow collectible card game oh cool I've got two worth of that I've got a um, a, uh, original Star Wars uh, collectible one cool Um, from the um, ones to uh, episodes one to three Mm. you could only get those from drinking lots and lots of Pepsi and sending off the ring pools (laughs) (laughs) do you do like your caffeine drinks you mean four to six not one to three no. As in yes. Phantom Menace to... Yes, yes. Really? Yes, yes. All right, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> that's what I said, one to three. Okay, that's what I, was, I was confused. I didn't, yeah. Sure. Well, I didn't think they did bring balls then. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking semantic. Dude, okay, the fucking pulley open. Okay, that's, uh, that's yeah, why sorry. I was confused. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell, semantics, man. That's why I was confused, because they haven't done ring pulls the on the tabs then. for ages. Yeah, that's Fucking cool. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Jesus. I wasn't being picky, man. I just genuinely got it wrong. <laughs> no, it's fair play. <laughs> <I> hate you. <laughs> 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 on that note, I think it's probably about it time we broke for coffee. Yeah, no, musical interlude. <laughs> yeah, so what have, what have we got this week for musical interlude? Well, we were trying to describe this track beforehand, aren't we? we were I mean, you, it's weird. I mean, the artist is a guy called Squeepo, and the track is called Flash. And I've heard it on a bigger sound system. It definitely has elements of dub to it. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke to the artist, what he was going for was an acoustic kind of dubstepy type thing. But he doesn't have to define it either. Yeah, no, I mean, it. it's pretty good. I mean, it the is, vocals yeah. in it are, are awesome, and I, I'd have to listen to the track because they have this fuck all bass on yeah. that, so we just couldn't Indeed. hear anything. It's definitely poppy. It's it's a de- oh. very definite pop track. To, to me, it sounds. And it's incredibly well produced, and Andy's also a student of mine, so. Fair play. Massively proud of it. But his name's Squeepo. Uh, it's not his actual name, it's his, his DJ name. Uh, and his EP is. Well, new EP is, is out now. Debut EP has just been released. Cool. Links will be in the show notes. This is Flash. Enjoy it. And uh, let us know in the comments how you would define <laughs> this as a yeah. genre. Define it as a genre in two words. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Techno folk. See you after the break. You show me the things that are just out of sight from my eyes. 
rest of my life so happy You make it all turn to a lie And now I am ready to live for myself Live for myself You show me the things that are just out of sight You whisper the words that will make things so second half of the show answers and postcards answers and postcards <laughs> define that genre for us uh, <coughs> hashtag squeepo that's s-q-e-p-o hashtag nervous as well surely skeepo possibly mm. yeah okay skeepo fine we'll have to ask him we will uh, yeah anyways yes so, so here we are we have yes. coffee. Mm, coffee I have water because I'm dieting again I hope that's diet water it is. It is. Triple, triple filler to take all the fat out of it. Awesome. Yeah, you can't be careful too careful with fatbergs kicking around the place. No. Have you not seen that in the news? The fatberg? Yeah. They basically cut a 15 ton fatberg out of a sewer in London. Oh, right. Oh, that's grim. Have you not, yeah. not seen no. that on the news? Yeah, yeah apparently it was like dangerously. If it, it, well, no, if, if it had gotten any bigger, apparently it was going to like make kind of stuff erupt in the streets and things. It was like yeah. blocking up all the sewerage system in London. There's this 15 ton fatberg <sighs> under the streets of London. I'm waiting for someone to buy the rights to that as a movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right up there with Sharknado. <laughs> fatberg. Still a better love story than Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess 
the big news this week, and AD, prepare to eat your beard, is I the new Doctor. I watched it live. Did you? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I did too. Because we haven't had a chance to talk about that. We haven't, we? indeed. Is is of course Peter the new Capaldi Doctor Who. as the new Doctor. What do we think? I think fair enough. I think he'll do it justice. But what? <laughs> out of out of all the all the possibilities that were available. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I don't think. It's I bad. think he's a great actor. I I think as think as the Angel Islington, he was stunning mm. in Neverwhere. Um, yeah, it was interestingly pointed out by Neil Gaiman that the, that um, the Angel Islington from the TV show is now Doctor Who, and the Angel Islington from the recent radio play is Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And a quick interview on Neverwhere as well. Uh, Neil Gaiman's finished a follow-up to Neverwhere called. How the Marquis got his coat. Uh, how the Marquis de Carabas got his coat. This is a story he's been talking about for over ten years. Yeah, <laughs> but he, recently, stuff, yeah. he said in an SFX interview recently, following the success of the radio show, he'd forgotten how much he loved the characters, mm. so he sat there yeah. to finish writing the story. Brilliant. Because I've actually been watching Neverwhere again. I've finally got around to opening the DVD because I had it on video years and years ago, and it had like a cool Neil Gaiman interview at the end, but this is the one that's got the commentary on it. And... Interestingly, in the commentary, he says that Patterson Joseph's Marquis de Carabas is based on what Neil Gaiman wanted to see in a doctor. doctor yes. Which yeah. is I, I, brilliant. I, I actually read that. Um, he actually made that statement. Um, I th- did well, it's on the commentary. Yeah, he says it. But did he not say something like that again recently on Twitter? Well, possibly because I said Patterson Joseph was one of the main kind of things in the last run yes. of who was going to be the next Doctor. It was Everybody was like, oh, Patterson Joseph would be brilliant. This time it was all mm. uh, Idris Elba and um, the other guy who was in Firefly. Yes. I can't, um, remember, his can't remember how to pronounce his name, but, yes, but the, um, the operative from Serenity. Yeah. I thought he would make a fantastic doctor myself. Yeah, so, yeah. But the last time round, everybody was saying about Patterson Joseph, which I utterly got behind. I think Patterson Joseph would be amazing as the doctor, purely because of De Carabas. Yeah. Mm. So, it, yeah, it, it just turns out that that's, what, that's why he was intended to be that. So, that's quite cool. But, yeah, anyways, Peter Capaldi. I think he, he's brilliant in that. He's been brilliant in loads of other stuff. The, I, I woke up with this strange feeling the other day that this is all just some elaborate wind-up. I don't, I, I don't know where it came from, but I woke up thinking... this. And they're all going to go, ha fuck you, it's not that... There's been so much talk of, it's impossible to keep a secret about Doctor Who, rah, 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 that this might just be the biggest smokescreen on Earth. Mm. And I couldn't get that out of my head the other day, so I'm voicing it now, might be complete, utter uh, paranoia, hence the whole big tinfoil hat. show of it uh, being yeah. live, blah, blah, blah. Why did they do it that way and not put it in the paper? And this might be the biggest pull wool over eyes ever. Interesting. It's a good theory. It's a good theory. I don't know. Because he was already... He, 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 yes, he's been in Doctor Who before. Yes. And he's been in Torchwood. Because he was Torchwood season three, he was one of the main characters. The Children of Earth. In Children yeah. of Earth. So... Yes, he has a Doctor Who pedigree, and yes, there is precedent for Colin Baker, who was a guard in in Doctor Who before he became the Doctor. Uh, But I just can't shake this feeling that it's a massive smokescreen. That's an interesting theory. I just took it as read that that was was the case, that he was the Doctor. Do you know, uh, I would put him more as a good... He would make a very good master rather than a Doctor. No, no. I don't think he would, to be honest. No, I don't think he would, no. 
No. But I don't know. It, that was that's just a weird gut feeling that I can't seem to shake. I do like the theory. I do like it as a theory. As much as I think about it, and because I think he'd be brilliant. And yes, he's an older Doctor. He's as old as William Hartnell was when he started out. Yeah. Um, which is all interesting, and it's all come back to the whole 50th and taking it back yeah. to where the show came from. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't... I, I, I think there's something... There's something just doesn't feel right about the whole thing. And mm. I don't know why. Do you know what? They didn't... They Yes, they declared him as the Doctor, but they've already been filming it, haven't they? No, not next no? season. No, not, not... Oh, OK, sorry. Oh, I thought they'd already done the regeneration. No, because the way I see it is that they, if they've done this announcement now, and then we know that he's going to be regenerating at the end of the Christmas episode. Mm. Is it the end of the episode or the start? The end of the Christmas episode, I think. That, that The Christmas episode is Matt Smith's farewell Finale. episode, because there's the 50th, then right. that. Um... And I can't help but get the feeling that we're going to see him regenerate into someone completely different at the end of that episode. Hmm. Okay, part of me is keeping my fingers crossed just because I like the surprise and not because I don't want Peter Capaldi to be the Doctor. And I think he'd make a no. brilliant Doctor, but just something about the whole thing feels weird. Well, I thought it was weird the way they did the big yes, announcement. TV announcement. Yes. And I was never sold on that. I, I watched it and I, I was just like, I get to the point. Weird. Don't keep... We don't need to have celebrity fans trot it out. Yeah. And I wonder how Rufus sound. sound. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bad slip of the tongue. Always give away. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't the Capaldi giveaway because uh, uh, he he genuinely knows Peter Eccleston, who is Christopher Eccleston's brother, apparently. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that wasn't a slip in, of the tongue in that way. But then there was also the knocking three times instead of four. And it's like if you're going to make a Doctor Who factual fuck up, that is not the audience to do it in front yeah. of. Bless him, but I, yeah, he's been on Twitter since, and I've read his blog post about it. He's very <laughs> apologetic, and <laughs> yeah, it I, mean, was... he just, I think he just got a bit fanboyed out. <laughs> I don't blame him, being part of that show. Yeah, there was just a, it struck me as being a weird way to announce the Doctor. It was weird, special. and then there were just, uh, I mean, there were some weird people on it. It's like, why was the kid from Outnumbered on it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There were there were just some things. Why Zoe Ball? That, yeah. that was the thing that got me. It was like, it's fucking like, hell, this fuck? is this is yeah. back in time. Zoe Ball's on TV and trying to be relevant. I just <laughs> I just didn't get it. I didn't understand it as to why it no. was being done in that way. And then I, it, it was a couple of days later after the news had sunk in. I just woke up in the morning with this unshakable feeling that we were it's all being duped. Hmm. Interesting. It's and it's never gone away. <laughs> it's going to stick with me now as well. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely no evidence for it at all, other than just that it was a gut feeling. Do you know what? I don't think there's going to be a Doctor at all. They're going to do a whole series of it being like a regenerative version of canine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be looking at everything I read now. And just putting your conspiracy against it, see if it holds up. But I have no facts to back it up whatsoever. No, but I'm going to be reading that into everything that I see in every bit of news. So I'm sorry if I'm sowing the seeds of doubt there. <laughs> I, I have nothing against Peter Capaldi. I think he's going to be excellent. I as think he'll doctor. be excellent as a doctor. Um, I think he's what I think he's what the show needs. Yeah, um, I think so. Because 
they couldn't go for a younger doctor. No. Because one, It'd can't be get much child. younger yeah. than Matt Smith. And also, Matt Smith has done a young doctor. Yeah. And he's done the young doctor thing really, really fucking well. You know, any other young actor would just have too much of a shadow. Yeah. Over over his performance, so going the opposite direction, going much older, frees up Capaldi to do whatever he wants with the character, mm. and I also think it can mean a shift in the dynamic of the Doctor companion relationship, which Definitely, has been something yes. that has been getting on my nerves slightly. Well, it, the, all the lovey lovey, touchy touchy romance stuff between the Doctor and the companions over the last the last three. The last two Doctors. I, I, I've explained what irks me about the companions thus far in the whole new yeah. Doctor Who. I, I just want a companion who's in every man. I don't want... Uh, uh, a special, special yeah. snowflake. I, I don't want a plot twist as a no. companion. I want yeah. a companion. So hopefully you know, this will see the relationship change. It will focus less on a romance between Doctor and companion, more on the traditional Doctor-companion relationship. Said on the things like, yeah. I just want to... The new doctor to be the companion's friend, yeah. not yeah. So it'll be interesting, but then don't forget that we've got John Hurtin as an older doctor as well. Yeah, and I think that Peter Capaldi is the pick because if you kind of merge Matt Smith and and John, John Hurt's you face, get Peter you get Peter Capaldi's face. I suppose. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I hadn't thought about it in that way, but I suppose. Because I'm just seeing the end of the 50th. Because actually, no, John Hurt's going to be in, in more episodes after the 50th, yes. so he might still be in the Christmas episode. He, he might well, This could yeah. be one of the biggest two-parters ever, we mm. don't know for sure. But I'm seeing the way that we get around the regeneration issue, being that this is sort of a merging of the two Doctors into a new Doctor. Okay. And then maybe he finally embraces this dark doctor from the time war. Okay. Finally, finally makes him mm. part of himself. And and why the reason of the regeneration? Yeah. Well, there is there is a, a small yeah. rumor that we will see the regeneration from uh, eighth doctor to John Hurt. Really, from uh, Paul McGann from to Paul McGann. That is that is a rumor that I've heard, hmm. and substantiated by apparently Paul McGann appeared very briefly in the cast list for the fiftieth, and then was disappeared off it on IMDb. Ah, hmm. oh, that would be cool. And going back to something else a while ago, that he'd had a whole new outfit and sonic screwdriver made up. Cool, interesting. But he's so, also a fan as well, though. So yeah, indeed, it could just be a fan thing. So that's a, that, that's an interesting possibility that we might get to see a flashback with the regeneration for that. That would be cool because that's why he is this doctor because mm. that regeneration never appeared on screen. Um, but then we'd still be missing the regeneration from, from him into Eccleston. Yeah. So that means he's probably not going to be. He might be the cause of Matt Smith's regeneration, but he won't be part of it. No. But there's my theory. It's just because the two faces mm. mashed together look something like Capaldi. It was a very sim- <laughs> it's a simple theory. I'm a simple guy, Aidy. <laughs> I smash a face in your face. That's all I pick. And a we have a new face. 
I mean, everybody seems to be making a big deal about the Peter Capaldi thick of it. What, the uh, Mark and Tucker character? I don't don't see that as being an issue at all. because he's an actor. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) And Mark and Tucker is a character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. But, you know, people will latch onto anything. And I think it's quite funny. I've seen some of the the memes, and they make me giggle. Yeah. I prefer that one to the pretentious uh, Wonka meme mm. saying oh you don't like this guy you probably yeah. think that this is the third doctor this is like mm. fuck off you've got no place in yeah. Nerdin but yeah yeah no I think yeah saying. so yeah I, 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 I'll be interested to see how it all pans out I, I'm still massively looking forward to the 50th I'm yeah. massively looking forward to the Christmas thing and then in between there's the big Doctor Who celebration event that I'm going to, and so it's just the and end yeah. of this year is going to going to be Doctor Who central for yeah. me. And I'm massively looking forward to it. Adventures in Time and Space as well. Yes, um, they've got a mock up of the first TARDIS set as well yep. at the Doctor Who experience. Um, yeah, I'm tempted to go back to the Time Machine, the Time Museum, the Time Machine Museum in Bromyard again, closer to the fiftieth. Mm. See what they've got then for it. It's it's literally a museum in somebody's more or less in somebody's room. Awesome. It's brilliant. They've got like one of every Dalek there. Um, the traditional model, not not, not none of the uh, special service Daleks, but the standard model Daleks. And they also have one of every Cyberman, mm. the various Cyberman costumes, which is cool. And they have Zygon. Got loads of costumes. Brilliant. Expensive. Mm. Kind of worth it if you're a fan. Yeah, they got cool. they got Star Wars stuff as well. They've got a, a signed R two D two, battle damage R two D two that's been signed. Uh, Real life Kenny Baker trapped inside. <laughs> I mean, they, they let him out. I think at the weekends. <laughs> they let him run around. Got stretched his little legs. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for Doctor Who then, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, there's loads more we could talk about, in, but it, again, like most things, it would just be pure conjecture, yeah. um, which is fun to a point, but then, yeah. yeah. I don't know, I'll be interested to see what happens. Speaking of Star Wars, which we put a second ago, um, D23 conference, the big Disney conference. Yes. Absolutely no Star Wars news. And now some commentators are flipping their nut about it. They're getting really, really irate that Disney didn't put any Star Wars news out there. And I think there's been enough Star Wars news of late. There's been tons of big announcements. We we know who's directing it. We know that Mark Hamill, everyone's going to be back for it. They're even talking about bringing Palpatine back, apparently, in something I read today. Um, but yeah, apparently the news from that was that the audience were booing the Disney execs for not saying anything about Star Wars, and I don't know. I I know enough about it at this point that I'm happy until yeah. you know we get until they start shooting, the time. yeah, until they actually start uh, principal photography and pre-production. I'm kind of happy that they didn't put anything up there. I don't know. I think you just is is it just that people are wanting to try and 
Yeah, it's, it's this thing about spoilers, breaking news first and stuff that we were talking about. Last week, yeah. Yeah, of you know, when people were saying about, oh, it's Peter Capaldi as the Doctor and, and trying to spoiler that first before everyone else. And I think that it seems to be that's what people do on, on blogs and on kind of news sites and stuff, is that is they clamour to be the first to report something, in a lot of cases, regardless of whether it's news or not. Yeah. Or whether it's just a completely unfounded rumor or whatever, it just—it seems that they're just out for who can get the kudos for saying it first. Yeah, it's almost yeah. as if you get nerd points for being the first person to break nerd news. Mm. I mean, if I was that bothered, we'd be doing a show every day. Or well, every indeed, recording, oh, we're recording something every day just to be first. Just we just take our time and just do it like a couple of weeks after the event. Yeah. You know? That, that that does actually bring me something that I did see some of the highlights and stuff from Geek Week on YouTube, and it was one of the real irksome things about a lot of the the stuff that I saw that was meant to be major things and highlights that it wasn't. It was just some asshole with a camera and VIP access to some of the Comic Con stuff and and uh, events, just going round. Like sleazing on people on cosplay women, and I really there was about five of them, and so how these guys get in these these you know this access because okay, uh, you know we do a much better justice to it and actually speak to you know speak to people about it say right you've got a great outfit can you you know tell us talk us through it and did you make it yourself that kind of stuff but it's like going her half naked chick her. I always There's, get I always get horribly horribly it. worried before conventions, um, because the sexism thing is a huge issue. Yeah. I know that there are lots of people. But to do it on, you know, do it on film, just just really. Oh. So I'll let you continue. No, it's it's because it's, it's like I'm hurt about it. So. Yeah, but it's it's not just that. It's like there was I was saying to people before to Emma Newman. I said when we were talking before the show started. Um, there was someone to the gender switched Mark and Reynolds costume, and it was fantastic. But I was too nervous to go up and just say, "Your costume is amazing, well done," because the state of female cosplayers at the moment is that they have to be so automatically defensive because there is some absolute mm. wankers out there mm. making things difficult for them and being sexist, and. We don't men don't wear a badge that says decent bloke no. or crooked pervert, so they yeah. can't tell just by looking. Yeah. So they're naturally in the defensive always, you know, mm. and it makes me nervous to approach them in case I'm tarred with the brush that they're having to tar people with because there are dicks out there. But that, that's, that's what I mean. It's meant to be these guys going in are meant to be doing reviews of these events. And they're not doing the reviews of the events. They're just going round sleezing on on cosplayers, and I think it's fucking wrong that they're even getting by the events are being given VIP access just because they've got a bloody video camera. It's a bit. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's really really wrong, and I I don't event organisers ought to vet it a bit better. If they're going to put that sort of stuff out, then bang, that's it. They're they're cancelled from all events, mm-hmm. and and give the decent people. The, the rights then to go in and and do a good review yeah. of the whole event and yeah if there's good cosplay there's good cosplay and, and actually do it about that because one of the ones I saw there was a, a, a mixed gender Captain America 
And he was like, oh, you do realise that, you know, Captain America's a dude, right? Uh, what the... Does, well, does, yeah. does, this, does this absolute wanker even have a clue what the fuck these cosplay is about or what the event he even goes to is? It, it didn't show at all. And there was two... There was loads of it. To be fair, I mean, when we were at um, Prestatingrad, yeah. there was the... Um, <laughs> woman there from the TV reality show who was filming stuff and she got dressed up as Lane oh, yeah. and was going around just going, oh, look, aren't these people mental? Yeah. And that was that was the whole angle of her show was, oh, look at these weirdos. I'm one of them. Look, I'm dressed as Princess Leia. I'm a weirdo too. And that was the... Yeah, that that's, was so what it, it, it was, came that's the whole wrong impression of yeah, what exactly. the event is and what cosplaying is totally, about. But, that's, so. but it can be misrepresented both ways. I mean, the... Yes. Neither... Men nor women have a monopoly on being dicks. I mean, women can be dicks too. True, yeah. You know, um, but I think as as a society, as a culture, as sort of like the geek and nerd fandoms, we have to start doing better at self policing and weeding out sexists and bigots and just distasteful people who make the life for the majority. Awkward, yeah. You know, it, uh, unfortunately, it's that utopian ideology that you know. Yes, it would be lovely to yeah. be this wonderful community. You know, everybody kind of goes, "Oh, look at Star Trek! It's great. They all get on really well. They're all really nice to each other." And yes, that's the utopian dream. It's just not possible because there are assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are yeah, people yeah, who are assholes and will come along to things yes, like, but like this, saying, no like... matter how you police it. But the rights and and. Uh, uh, Yes, there's assholes in all the genres that you can look into in, in, in geekdom and, and whatever labels you want to stick on things and pigeonhole. But what I'm, I'm more irked at is that the event organisers yeah, and the event management are yeah, giving... The answer to your the question I, is, yeah. it's too much hassle. Because people go, oh, look, uh, we're from this show, can we have press passes? And they'll go, do you have an audience? Yes, well, fine, you can have press passes. It, it is too much it's for them to go and I watch suppose, it yeah. and go, oh, we disagree with what you're doing, so we're going to say no, it, because it's coverage. Yeah, it is coverage. And also, the event organisers, are more often than not, they're a corporation. Yeah, so sure. they're, they're not even necessarily actually in the niche that they're organising for. Yeah. I mean, Sheik, who do the Sci-Fi Weekender, also do rock and yeah. metal Weekenders as yeah. well, you know they have a they have an umbrella of things that they will look after, but to them it's just money. Mm. You know they don't necessarily have an interest in it. When the the SFX crew were running the Sci-Fi Weekender, they had a very definite interest in it. There might have been people above them up at the uh, up at Future Publishing who put in the strings on on what gets through in terms sure. of press passes and stuff, but they were at least visible. Uh, but we've said it before about. Sheik needing a better presence mm. at the weekend of next year for these sort of complaints. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to feel awkward. I don't want to think that because there are dicks out there that people's about the reaction to seeing a big guy with beard and long hair is that he's just going to be another one of them. I don't want to be tired of the same rush. To, to be fair, it, uh, a lot of it has been... There was a couple of women, like you said, but the majority of it has been middle-aged guys, short hair, just jeans and a, a, some kind of cliche 
fucking T-shirt yeah. some that they've bought from Primark and think it's cool. But then, then again, you you run the risk of stereotyping, stereotyping. somebody else. Indeed. It's Indeed. a normal guy, therefore Indeed. pick on the normal people. And then it's no. the whole flip side of the situation. Yes, it It's a really fucking messy thing to try and unpick. Um, it is. I don't think there's any easy no. answer to it's it. Essentially... Wheaton's law applies here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Wheaton's law applies here. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. And, and it, it works does. It works every way. And just yeah. don't assume the worst of people, which is hard to do, but just don't. Just, just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the nerd community, I mean, we're nerds. We've always been, up until recently, on the outside. This, this is been, the problem at the moment, is that, yes, we were always very much a subculture and there was just yeah. us, you know. There were 20 people who sat in a room gaming and uh, and that was it, that was your 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 group. Uh, whereas now, it's a big thing. It's a, yeah. it's a media-defined thing mm. to be a nerd now. And that's the difficulty with it, is that at the moment, it's popular. At some yeah. point, it won't be. So, you know... It will go back to the time when yeah. it's just a bunch of nerds sitting in a room again. And everybody wants happen. a piece of that media pie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and that will happen eventually once yeah. it's all blown out. I mean, I, 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 I know this is going to happen because it looks like the 1980s out there again now. I've just seen people yes. wandering around with perms and things. It's just oh, horrible flashbacks to the 80s. Yeah. So it looks like we're coming back around to 1980s like we're again. living in a John Hughes movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> Schumer in Illinois. Um... Yeah, so yeah, it, it will happen. It it will become that you know, geek and nerd will quietly go back to its bedroom again. <laughs> but I think because it's so widespread, people are being very, very defensive and possessive of their own little niche areas, their niches. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, okay, I think it's great. And to be I think fair, it's fantastic. It's getting so should, much yeah. to a degree. Well, I, I think they, sh- they should I, be completely closed. But the the defensiveness comes from, I suppose, just years of being used to being attacked for liking these sort of things but now you see people liking them if you're a nerd and people like your stuff go out and help them like yeah, it like more awesome. yes you like you know, it now try this this is cool too yeah. it, it, if you yeah. see someone wearing a captain america costume in a cosplay don't 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 quiz them in all details and say you like captain america have you read this like you Indeed. might like this yeah. embrace them bring them into it don't don't be a dick, don't be a dick. oh you do realize that you're wearing uh, bronze yeah. age captain america outfit with with a silver age shield that's, yeah. that's wrong that is yeah don't be picky just be nice and go yeah, yeah cool try this this is awesome as well because they may not know those things. Indeed, yeah, there's, well, there's a big enough world out there that you, know, you may not have seen it. And also because that's what we should just be doing. We should just be more accepting and helping them. Because they could introduce you to something else that you've never heard of. Yeah, absolutely. But I know that from like reading a lot sex. of... That's the end of the show for today. <laughs> No, essentially just don't be a dick. Yes, indeed. That's it. But yeah, it does piss me off when I see people being just lecherous. For the, for the hell of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that sort of... Because it's not the attitude I yeah. expect to see. The, the, the policing thing that I was saying about is like, if they do something like that, then it's the continuation of the same people being allowed to do it. If they like it, then, then that's what I mean. Don't let them do it. Don't invite them back again or don't give them a media pass again 
So you want them to vet video shot of their cons after they've been shot? If there's anything that is inflammatory or sexist? Not necessarily, but if, like you were saying, have some kind of um, complaints thing that will deal with it. It's like, look, this guy's coming along here and he's been a complete dick. Yeah, but you, the thing is, you can't complain. It's always subjective. Yeah. Yes, it is. And also... It is. It would be difficult for someone to complain to a convention organiser about the content that one of the other convention goers has put online yeah. and yeah. then ask them to be banned. Yeah. And it's almost impossible to yes. complain to YouTube about this content and have the person's content removed. Um, essentially, you when just got to be... a lot of people who want to watch it because they think it's funny. Yeah, essentially, yeah. The, power, the power of Twitter and social media happens here. If you've been targeted in a video or you've seen this video, you just tweet, this guy was a douche at a conference that I went to. You know, if he comes up to you wanting to film something with you and you're a cosplayer, he's going to lech on you, he's going to take the piss. If you're up for that, if you're fine with that, then work with him, but it offends my sensibilities and these people's. Just be aware, make an informed decision whether you want to be in this guy's video or that person's video. I think you're yeah. right, that it's in the power of social media to do that now. That's been a very big thing recently especially with all the kind of high-profile trolling cases and yeah. stuff that's been going yes. on on Twitter, some of the best defences from people have just been to go, look, retweeted, this is what this person yeah. has said, and just put it out there for everyone to go, yeah, fair enough, because that, that, that one, like, he shut his account down after that, yeah, because he'd been named and shamed, and that was yes. it. He'd been found out, and all the anonymity had gone. People had gone, you're a dick. Yeah. And, he had, and unable to live with that, in terms of online, he just shut his account down. Yeah. But you could do it at conventions quite easily, especially with Twitter, just have a hashtag. Mm -hmm. Yes. Know. Just have, for Sci-Fi Weekend uh, 5, hypothetically, you could just have SFW5 alert. Yeah. You know, and you search that hashtag, and people can say, this guy, this guy broke into our place and robbed us the false we were in the audience. This guy, this or this person yeah. was there, absolute... I offered him a crisp and he took two. <laughs> <laughs> no! Dude, you just grabbed my ass. <laughs> That's fine, but two crisps. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing that... Because of the massive exposure of the nerd culture and the media, now everyone wanting a piece of it, they want a piece of it from both sides. People are more willing to come out Everyone and wants a piece of us? That's fine, there's enough of us to go around. It certainly is. Um, everyone wants to... People are coming out now being braver to, to cosplay, and that's great, but also there's the media side of it now. They want to get more interviews and they want to make more money out of it. Um, we need to start helping people just enjoy being nerd. Indeed. Bottom line. Nerd out. Boom. <laughs> <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. Isn't it just? <laughs> I reckon we've probably read over today, to be honest. And I've spent. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. No, definitely. No, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah, good discussion. Well, that's all for this week. Um, yeah, by all means, check out Facebook pages and, and yeah, Monkey Spanner sites and stuff because the, the events calendar's all up there. So, yeah, if you have got events going on, yeah. do send them in to us. Uh, as always, if you've got. Bands, in a band, no of bands, then give us a shout. We're always after new music on the show as well. And, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll see you around at some of the events 
because we, well, one we didn't talk about was the Nine Worlds Geek Fest was over last weekend as well. Yeah, um, I've had good reports back from. I'm very good to go. I'd love to have gone. I'd love to have gone. Did Emma run her? She ran her games. I wanted to go and play that so badly. So yes, it looks like a very good event. It does. So if that if that's on again next year, I think we'll have to we'll have to go to Nine Worlds next year. So yeah, we'll we'll get on with that. So yeah, definitely. So if you've got events going on, do give us a shout, and hopefully we'll see you around some of them. Remember, come to Tabletop Day Stroke Two this Sunday in Worcester. It's the day before my birthday, so if you want to bring me a present, you can. Remember that alcohol is a present. (laughs) (laughs) So cake with alcohol in it, please. Um, And hopefully I'll. We'll see people there with booze, and we can play some, compu- play some board games, and I can lose graciously. <laughs> fine, Megan will be there, so she won't be kicking your ass this that's week. That's fine. Cool. Well, that's us out for this week. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And I've been Aidy. Until next time, take care and be excellent to each other.